Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is our Thanksgiving special. You probably you will be listening to this after you stuffed yourself with turkey and ham or whatever, and hopefully you had a great time with your family. This is episode 451. It's just going to be me and my great co-host, and we're going to be talking about a couple of fantastic topics. I don't know if we're going to be able to cover both. We're going to start off with how to identify your perfect or your best clients for your course or for your SaaS or for your product plugin, whatever it is, it's you need to identify your ideal client base. And then after that, if we have time, we're going to be talking about a subject that we talked a little bit with, with Brian Jackson or my co-host did, and that's a, about content marketing in 2020. What will work, what, what won't work. So um, before we go into the main part of the discussion, I want to talk about our major sponsor, and that's Kinster Hosting. And Kinster Hosting, what can I say about Kinster Hosting, which I haven't said to you, beloved listeners of yours? It's just fantastic. Um, they are just fantastic. <laughs> uh, um, they've been hosting the WP Tonic website for uh, over two years. I've been in so happy with their support. Um, I've spoken to the key people, the founder and all the key people in Kingston, like Brian Jackson. They're a fantastic crowd. They're top-notch people. Their support staff are fantastic. And if you're looking for some of the quickest hosting for your learning management system, your WooCommerce, or anything that needs a little bit of better hosting, I would go over to Kingston, even though they weren't um, um, sponsoring the show, I would still purchase hosting from them the support you get is fantastic if that sounds interesting go over to kinster look around probably buy one of their packages and please tell them that you heard about them on the wp tonic show so over to you adrian yeah so um this weekend i schlepped it out to ottawa which is canada's capital where Justin Trudeau and the rest of Parliament like to hang out. I went mm. to get a couple tours. I went to go see the House of Commons. That was pretty cool. They're actually having it in a courtyard because Parliament is literally falling apart. But that's besides the point. <laughs> um, I went to go see Dan Martell. If you're not familiar with Dan Martell, he's actually coming on the show in 2020 in January. So that's going to be exciting. Um, but Dan has essentially built up a reputation as like the SaaS guy. If you're if you're trying to grow a software as a service business, you can talk to Dan. Is he's going to give you like the framework to grow it from a hundred people on your platform to a thousand to ten thousand to a hundred thousand, all the way until your exit. Like that's that's essentially what he's training on. So I went to do his one day like power workshop in Ottawa. It was about a four hour drive, and I learned a few things. Uh, chief among which was a couple a couple strategies which I'm about to share with you. Number one, being able to really focus down and narrow your ideal client. Uh, a great man once said, I don't know who that man is, but it certainly wasn't me. If you're selling to everybody, you're selling to nobody. Right? That's kind of like rule number one in marketing. Like, I agree with that. So it took me, unfortunately, I'm a very slow learner. So it, <laughs> took, it took me 
much too long to learn that, uh, but it's so true, Adrian. Right. You got You have to pick an audience, right? And then you have to serve that audience. Now, that's not to say that you can't sell to several different audiences. And by the way, I can't take credit for anything in the show that I'm explaining. I am literally just going to reiterate the information that I learned so that you don't have to go out and learn it from somewhere else. So I, I take credit for nothing on this, on, on this particular show. But it's not to say that you can't go out and sell to other people. As you focus in and really hone in what your ideal client is, all of the other groups that are like similarly related will be brought in by like a halo effect. Right, just by virtue of you serving that one target market really, really, really well, other target markets will fall in, uh, and then you can still serve those markets. But as from a marketing message and positioning standpoint, it's really helpful to focus in on what that ideal client. And I'll use myself as an example about how you can go about doing this. So Groundhog, which is my company, we build CRM marketing automation tools for WordPress. Uh, we typically serve three different kinds of customers. We have uh, DIYers, WordPress do-it-yourselfers. You know, they learned about setting up a WordPress website. They're following the blogs. They're following the tutorials. They're doing the DIY thing. That's their side hustle. Uh, they're starting their business. They're starting the course, whatever it is, but, they, but they're doing it themselves, right? That's chief market number one. Market number two is we service something or people called the switchers. Now, the switchers are people who already have a business, already have all that stuff set up, but they're on Active Campaign, Infusionsoft, HubSpot, and they're not loyal. And they're just going from platform to platform, trying out to find the best fit for their business. That's market number two. Market number three, uh, which I actually chose as our ideal market for the purpose of the following exercise, uh, is agencies. Agencies are typically people who have a very high level of education when it comes to marketing. They are typically people who have a typically high level of, uh, of uh, credit on their credit card. <laughs> uh, so they're where the big bucks come from. And they also not only do implementation for themselves, but they do implementation for a variety of other clients who entrust with them the marketing, like Jonathan, <laughs> who does LMS. Uh, so I chose to, for the purpose of the exercise to really focus down on, on the problems that agencies have. Now, before I move forward, if you are struggling on actually picking that target market, you have a product that could be used by a lot of people. It doesn't matter if it can be used by a, a lot of people. Go through your existing customer list and find either like the biggest demographic or the people that you're just most happy to serve. That could be because they have the most money to spend they have the least amount of support questions. For me, like most money to spend, least amount of support questions was like agencies for me, which is why I chose agencies. Um, but it can be a various different amount of factors. And then I'm going to explain to you, I have, if you're looking on YouTube, and if you're not, you should be, I am showing a workbook that I currently have on the camera. Uh, and it is a way to narrow down the actual focus of your customer market. Uh, so number one is you write down all of the things that your product does, your solution, the features that it has. You know, for example, you can send emails, you can create funnels, pages, tracking, any of that stuff, whatever your solution or course has. So if it's a course, you do videos, you do office hours, you do YouTube, whatever it is that you do for your course. If you're doing course specific, if it's membership, uh, just lay down the features of your membership. Can I just quick just quickly interrupt? Is is this the kind of is this the process that Dan kind of walked through with you? Absolutely. I oh, am like, this is right here. If you're looking on YouTube, you can look at it. <laughs> um, so second, lay down the benefits of what your product or solution offers. 
So in my case, it allows you to uh, save time, save time implementing, save money. We're a less expensive solution than a lot of other software as a service platforms. Uh, we get to maximize your follow-up. So if you're not doing any follow-up right now, we can help you achieve that. Uh, but you can, of course, modify these benefits to whatever your course provides. So if you, the benefit of your course is you saved on taxes because your course is about doing taxes, then that is a great benefit. Uh, number three, lay down any social proof that you have, reviews, testimonials, case studies, uh, and then really narrow down your price. If you don't have a price yet, that's okay. Kind of just throw out a ballpark number, right? Because not all prices fit all target markets. You have to very uh, much so uh, tailor the price to your target market. As an example, you wouldn't expect to go to an enterprise company and say, oh, we're only $19 a month. You should buy us. Right, an enterprise company is not going to take that seriously because they are used to spending $10,000 a month, if not more for software. So you have to make sure that whatever you end up choosing, your price fits within that. $19 a month would be more akin to small business or if you're like a consumer product, uh, focusing on selling to consumers, things like that. So number two, uh, and this comes in where I was talking about, we have our three customer segments you nail down your target markets. So if you have multiple, write them all down. So in my case, again, for purpose of iteration, it was DIYers, we had switchers, and we had agencies. Those were the three target markets that we know we serve uh, and that we currently have in the client roster. And number three, this is where we really start to focus it down. And you get to choose one. You don't get to choose all because again, if you sell to everybody, you sell to nobody. So you get to choose one. Uh, focus on an industry that you enjoy serving. So if you are a course creator and let's say you uh, have a tax course, you get to you learn how to do your taxes and save on your taxes. Uh, an industry that you could choose would be for e-commerce because e-commerce sites have to do a lot of different taxes in a lot of different states uh, and e-commerce taxes are becoming increasingly more difficult as legislation throughout the globe changes rapidly. So if you have a course on doing that, message me because I will buy it. <laughs> I would make a great customer for you. Um, but you get to focus in on an industry that makes sense. Uh, number two, uh, choose a revenue stream for your or a revenue percentage that your client has. So again, running through the tax e-commerce industry, uh, your typical revenue generating e-commerce business that has to pay taxes is like a hundred thousand a year plus. I think, I, I think that's extremely important actually, and it's a step that most people don't. Yeah, we do. have to we have to know how much our clients are making, right? Because we have to tailor our solution to the actual level of revenue. That or the level of business that our clients are operating at, or even if you're a B2C customer, not necessarily a B2B business, uh, at least operating within framework that are the level of, uh, uh, I don't want to say intelligence, but kind of like the, just the level that they're operating at within their daily lives and with their daily routines. And I dropped my workbook. There we go. Okay. Uh, nail down any technology that they're using. So if it is a B2B customer, Analyze what technology they use because then you can go out to those technologies and see, hey, listen, is there an opportunity in order to like cross-promote, work together, or at least you can self-identify, hey, listen, we're going to train you on how to use this technology. And they're like, I already use that technology. This is awesome. This must be a solution for me. Um, and always remember to focus down on a specific pain that that segment or this profile, this literal profile of the customer that we're building out, 
whatever their pain point is, is something that you can like latch onto and make hurt even more until they realize I need your solution in order to help me satisfy or remove this pain from my business, from my life, whatever it is that you're helping accomplish. I've been, I've been, as you've been, as you've been explaining this, I've been thinking and I don't know if you agree with this. It doesn't happen all that often, but if, if I hit a website and it, its message is really honed in and it's a product or service that I know I need. I might not know them from Adam, but, you know, if they offer like a monthly or, or a certain period where a trial period, I go for it. You know, I still, yeah. I will buy it It's um, or try it out. Um, surprisingly, I, I surprised myself. Um, I think it's really honing in and having the marketing message that really resonates with your target audience, doesn't it? At, you know, there's there's no question about it. For you know, if you go to a site and it says, you know, this, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. I actually wrote one down here. All right. If you go to a site and their tight line and their and their headline is we help your business grow. Okay. What is that? You know, immediately you think, well, how do you know what my business is? How do you know where I'm at? What stage am I? What would might might be better and what might resonate more with with people or people visiting your website, potential customers, is we help uh, e-commerce businesses in between 10k and 100,000 k in revenue achieve. X results, right? That is a lot more honed in and can immediately help you self-identify. It's like, okay, I am your customer, right? We don't need to tell people or we don't need to... Our, our job as marketers and as business people is not to necessarily tell the customer that we're the solution that they need. It's for them to self-identify that we're the solution they need. And we can do that by really focusing and really narrowing down who makes up the perfect client for us. And I think if you don't know, you can go like download this. The, the workbook that I've been working off is actually available online. Uh, it's called... It, you can get it off his website, can yeah, you? Yeah, you can get it off his website. It's a lead magnet that he, that he provides. It's called the Customer Niche Focuser. Right. Okay, so for anybody who wants to write that down, that's the Customer Niche Focuser. It's the lead magnet that you can get. Just I think he's it calling it the um, Rocket Demo Builder. Yeah, that's sure. the one he's currently doing. Right. Um, that's not necessarily for everybody. The uh, he actually in the course we learned what the appropriate, uh, what the appropriate what we what he calls a conversion tool is. So if mm-hmm. you're doing ten thousand or more in annual contract value, so if a customer is paying you over ten thousand dollars a year, then a demo would be the appropriate conversion tool. Anything under that is generally best served by a free trial. All right, because. Under 10k in annual contract value is not exactly scalable because for those for that you need a sales team and it's really hard to pay a sales team a fair amount when you're doing less than 10k in annual contract value. So that's just something that if you're kind of deciding on which conversion tool that you need well, be bet, for your business, I better remove the demo off my mail rights. Do that. Uh, um, I think we're going to wrap it up for this half of the show. Um, we're probably going to go on to the content marketing part. Let's do it, in se- yeah. In the second half, we'll be back in a few moments, folks. 
you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's WP Tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. After this, I'm going skiing, Adrian. I've got a couple of friends Are coming you? around, and we're off. We're off to do our first couple of runs and then we're off to have something to eat afterwards. So I used to be on the on the ski team in my high school. I never yeah. placed, but it was a fun trip. <laughs> we're skiing at Heavenly. So um, we're That's going fun. to Heavenly. Um so on to content marketing. So did he um did our Don um Dan, I should say, Don Dan, uh, um, Donnie Dan. Um, did he uh, did he cover content marketing? Then? He uh, he did, and the what we were previously talking about ties into this very very neatly. So pretty much everything in your business, uh, all of your marketing, basically every strategy that you'll ever implement falls down from the target market that we've chosen to identify. Uh, we actually gave the, our target market a name. I came up with digital marketer Dave is uh, the customer that I want to sell to because Digital Marketer Dave works in an agency. He is the decision maker uh, and he's also an implementer. And that's just been... Anybody who's been those three things in at least my customer roster has just been an excellent customer for me. So I chose the, the five problems that Digital Marketer Dave has. So if you're currently watching this, why don't you... You can follow along, but think of... Give that person that we just discovered a name and let's come up with five different pain points that they constantly suffer from. And Jonathan, you are by no doubts going to resonate with the five problems that I chose for Digital Marketer Day. Well, you're going to have a problem if, if, you, if I die, won't you? <laughs> uh, so number one, the first problem that came up is, is productization. Uh, agencies always struggle to come up with productization efforts and they end up sending the quote for like build hourly and it's usually a painful experience on the back end. Some agencies are really good at doing it. I was never really good at doing it. Um, so coming up with some sort of productized service has always been like on the forefront of the agency's mind, which is something that never really materializes. Well, I think one of the reasons for that, just quickly, um, is that if you're a generalistic agency, exactly, but based on geography, you know, most successful agencies are based on geography. What I mean by that is they're based on the personal relationships that they that they develop over a number of years in their local communities. There's no well, question. So, and then they have to take a very wide spectrum of different projects. Mm-hmm. If you can nicheify, which WP Engine, WP Engine, dare I mention them, WP Tonic. Um, you know, we specialize in learning management systems. That's our gig. Well, it's a lot more easier if you've yeah. got a specialization, isn't it? Exactly. Well, again, it's all about nicheifying, identifying your target market by identifying your target market and speaking directly to the pain points that your target market is feeling. You can branch out beyond geography, right? And you can do cross border, you can do cross. Uh, cross state, you can do, uh, you know, from Canada to the United States. Really, the possibility is that point analysis and allows you to scale a lot more. But speaking of scaling, scaling was pain point number two. <laughs> Talent, scaling, 
uh, bringing, being able to bring on more customers because the 10 customers that you already have, their projects aren't finished yet, right? So scaling is always a constant pain point for agencies. Implementation and execution. Uh, some agencies have more problem with this than others, but it is kind of like a most common denominator. Being able to actually launch your client's projects on time efficiently with the me- least amount of resistance from the client is definitely an art form. Uh, Customer churn, again, some agencies more so than others, but a lot of customers or a lot of agencies experience churn and that is always... I'll give you an example of uh, number two. I've learned the hard way for the two and a half years that I've been specializing in learning management system. If a client comes to me and they say, we want a full custom design, a full service um, quotation from you, and they haven't developed the content yet, I won't take them on unless they want, I can send them to a small group of uh, partners that can do the videos for them, Mm -hmm. can help them write the content. The reason why I won't take them on, well, I will take them on, but I'll only take them on um, with the proviso that we provide a site with dummy content and then we get our final payment and then they they finish this they finish it yeah. off otherwise it, it never finishes right well it never finishes they never get the content done in time um if they got the content um either they can we give them two quotes you know we give them three quotes actually but one of those quotes is a quote where they've put the content in and finished and yeah. then we launch, or a quote that we put the content that they've developed onto the website. Um, that that's worked a lot better. Well, you that that's productization right there. So you're already you're solving that pain point. But every every unfinished client, right? Every non-launched project that an agency has is a literal tax on the amount of new business that you can bring in and your daily energy to willingness to accomplish the existing projects, right? For every, and and that as they build up, it becomes more and more and more taxing. So that is a literal, that's probably the biggest pain point that I actually have on my sheet. And the last one, uh, just to kind of wrap it up, is scope creep. Something that agencies always deal with. Now, the, the question at this point is, what the hell do all of these things these five pain points that I've listed out, what do any of those have to do with a digital marketing and email marketing product? <laughs> that's, that's the question. And I can tie in the nuances of how it relates, but really the actual purpose of this exercise is not necessarily to establish your product as the right fit for your target market, but rather to establish you as an expert in the target market. I used to work in an agency, so I personally have experienced all of these physical pain points. And when I decide to write my content that speaks directly to agencies, I don't necessarily need it to be super salesy and say, listen, agencies need to buy my product because of XXXX. The content that I want to be producing is not necessarily the, the copy to sell my product, but just to identify myself as an expert at agencies, right? So for example to identify uh, productization, which is a big pain point, I would write an article, something like this. Learn how to product, uh, you know, the ultimate pricing table framework for agencies. That has nothing to do with sending emails, but it at least establishes me uh, as an expert in servicing agencies. 
So all of the content that you're writing for whatever your particular course, your particular SaaS business, your WordPress, your product business, your agency, what you want to be doing is not necessarily just every time you write a blog post, be like, hey, listen, you need to buy this product and here are the reasons why. It needs to be, here is a pain point that you have. Here is how we were able to solve it for ourselves. And here is the framework that we used. And here are the steps that you need to go through to solve it for yourself. The result of providing that level of value and level of, uh, of content is going to end up in your sales pipeline at some point, right? So, so again, well, to, to summarize the concept which you're just trying to outline there is that you don't necessarily the, um, the post that you write. It has to be in the confines of, of your target audience and have some linkage to the products, but it doesn't have to have a direct linkage. It does not have to have a direct linkage. For So for example, uh, what I might be able to write as a kind of like indirect linkage is for the productization, one of the unique features of Groundhog is you're able to easily import and export uh, your funnel templates. So you can just, they're very portable. You can move them from site to site. So if you're an agency, what you might be able to do is create a Black Friday template. And when Black Friday rolls around, you have a productized, ready-to-go template that you can implement and sell to your existing client list. So the email might go out. It's like, hey, listen, you know, client list. Uh, we developed this awesome Black Friday template. It worked really well for us last year and we'd love to share it with you. Uh, the price for implementing this per uh, per client is like $1,000. Email us back if you want us to do that for you. You get the email back, etc. So I might write an article explaining how to do this exact process. Send it. If you're an agency, you're not doing Black Friday deals, you should absolutely be doing that. It's a great way to increase your revenue in the months of November and December. What you need to do is you need to do the following steps. You need to... Uh, Create a template, whatever it is. It could be a groundhog funnel. It could be a page. It could be active campaign. It could be whatever, but you get to choose. Then you get to sell, uh, you get to email your existing clients, say, hey, listen, we have this funnel template. We'd love to implement to you. Come up with a price of implementation. If it takes a few hours, set it at like $1,500. And that's how the content, that's how the blog article goes. It's just that step-by-step process, regardless of the tech stack of the products that you're using. Because again, it's all about establishing yourself as an expert in the target market. Because that will help them self-identify that your company, your brand, regardless of the solution, is you know, is the right one, is something that they want to be around, is something that they want to invest in, is something that they want to be a part of. Uh, and eventually that's just going to result in them buying whatever it is that you have. Yeah, I, I can see it. Um, any other tips about, um, about yeah. content marketing that you provided? That's- so if you're struggling on actually coming up with a schedule for your content... Uh, because writing content is a pretty daunting cast. Some people are really good at it. I personally am not. So I appreciate having frameworks and, and ways to actually decide well, I've actually, which I've, content to invest in. I've actually got a, um, a writer that works with me. Um, and we work, we work out. I do the SEO research which, and I contribute to the articles mm-hmm. to some extent depending on the subject matter but we uh, work out about a six month calendar and then I do the research which I do the research beforehand and then we have an editorial meeting we work out about two to three posts per month that's how that's we do pretty it. that's pretty impressive uh, but if you're struggling to figure out the actual calendar itself 
right? So you said that you have a calendar, you figure out the calendar, right? Not everybody knows how to actually create. All right, well, what content will actually be relevant to my, my target audience? So again, it all comes down from the target audience. So we laid out those five pain points. Again, for agencies, as an example, it was scope creep, productization, scaling, implementation, execution, and customer churn. So what you should do is uh, you write five articles for each one of those particular pain points. You don't have to do them all at once, but let's say you write one blog post or one piece of content. It could be a YouTube video, could be a blog post, whatever type of content that you want to provide. It could be a lead magnet, it could be whatever. Just one a week. Uh, one a week. Uh, week one, you write an article about productization. Week two, scaling. Week three, implementation execution. Week four, customer churn. Week five, scope creep. Week seven, productization. Again, and it just kind of like goes in a circular pattern. If you're looking on YouTube, you can actually physically see what it looks like. Mm. It's literally just a circle and you choose one and then you just keep going around and around. And that way you hit all five hotspots, the hot pain points that agencies experience or whatever your product market experience or target market, sorry whatever your target market experience is, and you just nail that in week after week after week, and you'll end up with like 50 articles, uh, one for every week of the year. Mm. Yep, that's a good idea. I think we're going to wrap it up now. Um, So what's the best way to learn more about you and what Groundhog is up to? Uh, So if you're interested, if you're an agency and you're like, wow, this guy's an expert on agencies, he's for me, (laughs) as I've tried to establish throughout this show, uh, then you can head on over to groundhog.io and learn about how Groundhog will able to be help you with those five pain points that we keep establishing over and over and over again. Uh, So again, that's Groundhog with two Gs. Uh, .io. And if you're interested in anything, uh, any of the frameworks, because again, none of this information is my own. I went to go like get this information from someone else. The guy who I got it from is Dan Martell. Uh, he's really smart and he has most of these things, most of the frameworks that I talked about as lead magnets that you can go and get from his site. Yeah, I've got to say, I think I was looking over your site this morning actually and I think you've improved it enormously. The kind of key messaging and just the general um, craftsmanship that's shown on the, on the pages. It's improved. Well, now we're enough. trying to go. We're probably going to go back and you got go some more writing to do, because, yeah, because, to... because now, I mean, I just got back from like this thing literally three days, two days ago, yeah. and or wait, today's Wednesday, so yesterday I came back the day before yesterday. Sorry, and and now and now like, well, we got to focus on agencies. <laughs> so we're probably going to, I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to have to tailor the content to speak directly to, again, the, the, the five pain points uh, that agencies constantly experience and how we can, we can help agencies launch projects faster because we do help agencies launch projects faster because they don't know none of the technical mumbo jumbo of like integrating CRM to website and all that stuff. So. All right. If you want to find out more about WP Tonic, um, just go to the WP Tonic website, folks. If you really want to support the show, I'm going to have a set, I'm going to have some hats done with WP Tonic on them and they're going to be available in the new, the first of um, the end of January. Um, so um, I'll, I'll be having a page. There'll be about two different colours and it will have WP Tonic on them. Um, anybody that goes to iTunes and leave us a review, just take a screenshot of the review, send it to us, and then I will send, and then choose which hat you want and I will send it to you, probably at the end of January. So 
just send those screenshots of the iTunes reviews that you leave for us and you'll be able to get your WP Tonic hat sent to you. With a little That's message. very generous. I'm going to go leave a review because I want a hat. You would have had as well. I think it's going to go down well, quite well. And it, it's a little reward for the people that do leave us a review, isn't it, Adrian? I thought that would be a nice thing to do. Uh, we'll be back next week with another great guest. We've got some fantastic guests coming on up in the next couple of months. Um, we'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.